Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers, 217-629-7970. Brian is out still today and yep. bowls in the house. Yep, we've got our full force of uh, one-day events, recycling events oh. are now going, so we're doing Hillsboro today. Um, it's not one of the bigger events we have. Uh, everything in the fall is the bigger events that we have, but Hillsboro is one of the smaller of the bigger oh events. My. So we've got at least, it's just, I don't know, it'll still be a good event with a lot of people at it. But uh, So that's our recycling event that we've got going on today. Um, we're always at the shop doing computer repair or we have computers for sale or we're doing electronic recycling if people happen to find anything. The weather's been pretty decently out. Oh, yeah, you know, low sure. to mid 80s can get a little bit warm, but uh, it's perfect for bringing electronic recycling out to our shop and getting rid of anything you guys might find in like garages or basements or closets or everyone's got that drawer <laughs> of like cables or you know various other things if I uh, probably full of uh, lightning cables oh, yeah. yeah I was just talking I was cleaning out the house uh, some of the rooms in the garage and actually I've got two computers I need to bring in because I, I totally forgot they were they were out there and I need to get them recycled and, yeah and you guys will wipe them and you're yep. certified with all that it's the best way to do it get yep. it so the electronic components don't end up like in the sea or in right. a landfill or anything like that they get broken down and actually stripped of their various metals and components and uh hopefully reused is the end goal they right. are recycled in an appropriate way and yeah i've been going through our basement too and i have i think five computers that <laughs> oh, i need wow. to bring into blh <laughs> just ones i have like upgraded over, over the time. years. Yeah. yeah. That's so. kind of what happened with these. I, I've upgraded and I kind of just forgot about them. Yep. And cleaning out the garage, I'm getting it organized and getting the shelving in there. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about this. Yep. <laughs> I've got an entire pile of just electronic, various random yeah. electronic junk that I'm like, hmm, I wonder where I can get rid of this stuff at safely and responsibly. Hmm. I can just take it to work with me. Exactly. <laughs> I literally just Feel go like take it to my, you know, my nine to five that I go to. So. And then if you're looking to buy a new com or another computer, yep. another laptop. You've got plenty. Yep, we don't in sell stock. anything new. We do yeah. sell only I refurbished <laughs> stuff. Uh, everything that we sell is business grade, so it's all pretty much local businesses who have oh, recycled yeah. with us. Usually, like a bank or you know another right. bigger business. Um, when they decide to upgrade their entire computer for us, they will have us come in and recycle it. And so the That's stuff that awesome. we sell, it is a couple years old, but it is relatively newer stuff. Um, albeit the Windows 11 minimum requirements we are struggling a little bit with right now. So I personally think that they're going to reduce those requirements at least a little bit more. We have several machines right. that have a TPM 1.2 chip, but oh. are like fifth or sixth gen processors. So, I mean, these things run fantastic. Yeah. There's no issues with them in any way, shape, or form. We test all of the hardware. We test all the components, make sure that nothing is wrong with them. Um, man, I have an entire stack of laptops that are 
really nice computers, really mm-hmm. good looking machines. I would love to sell these, and every single one of them, the NIC port, the internet port on it is broken. What? So it's That's one of those. Uh, it's a laptop. Most people won't be using it for the hardwired internet. You'll probably be using it for Wi-Fi, but we won't sell them. We won't because that port yep. doesn't work. We want to test everything thoroughly. We want to make sure all of these things are working completely That's- and fully functionally. We the idea of putting like desktops up front that are like, let's see, this one has three out of four good USB ports, and this one has the HDMI port doesn't work, but the VGA port works, and then this one has, you know, don't use the left side USB ports. You can only use, use the right, right ones. side. No, we, we don't do you any don't of do that. that. We test all of the components fully, and we make sure everything's working fine up to reasonable standards. Uh, so... Wow. We don't have to go through any of that. Yeah. And they all come, and all of your stuff comes with that BLH guarantee. Yep. If something breaks, bring it back, and you yep. guys will because take care of it. Because it's a BLH computer. We don't right. charge for labor or parts in stock. We had a gentleman earlier this week, actually, who came in, and he was talking about purchasing something from us, and he was, uh, we don't do any kind of, like, payment plan or anything like that. Okay. You do have to just purchase the machine outright. So he was trying to figure out, uh, funds are a little bit tough, so he was trying to figure out if there was anything he could do, and he mentioned that he had a computer that he had previously purchased from us and like we don't have to sell him on the our warranty is basically what he told me I was trying to tell him about our guarantee and he was like I've already purchased from you you don't have to sell me on that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if you got one that you purchased from us, uh, we will always offer trade-in credit. We offer 50% of what it would currently sell for, or at least a minimum of $25. So if you bought that computer 10 years ago, and it's like a Core 2 Duo with Windows XP on it, uh, first thing we'll do is see if we can fix it, if you want us to, or we'll offer at least that minimum trade-in credit of that $25. Um, So he was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, and you guys you do repair it. So let me just go ahead and go grab it real quick and bring it in. And that way you can tell me, uh, what the trading credit would be. And when he brought it in, he also mentioned to us what the issue was. And I don't remember exactly what the issue was, but it was, uh, I think it was like a stick of Ram or something along those lines, but it was something that we were able to resolve pretty much immediately. Oh, I was like, this thing's not dead. It's just, you're just having issues with it because it's doing this. We just have to do that. And then now it works. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. You fixed my computer. How much does it cost? Well, that's, yeah, that's our part guarantee. Of the, that's yeah, your we guarantee. don't charge for labor. We don't charge for parts and stock. So for me that's to hook awesome. it up, diagnose it, replace that stick of RAM, get you set on your way so your computer works, you don't have to spend any money at all. No. And that, that, that's nice, too. I mean, if you've got a big family and you got a lot of computers yep. or laptops for the kids, you know, and, and you're... Then uh, they break down. I mean, that's great yep. because you're, and you don't have to send it off. That's yes. the other thing. That's we a actually, big, we have our lab. We have, <laughs> you you have the actual lab right there. I think it is the second biggest lab in Central Illinois. And Brian likes to mention how the the biggest lab in Central Illinois is the FBI's lab. Oh. And if your computer is there, you have bigger problems than what we can fix. <laughs> so yeah. Um, another thing that this gentleman mentioned is that uh, when he was using this computer, you know, he just he might have been interested in just upgrading it to something else. So that's when I just sure. casually drop, hey, we have our Black Friday sale coming up. Yeah. That we are working very diligently on. Uh, we only do a sale once a year. It's Black. It's the, the week before, before Black yeah. Friday. So it's the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, we offer up to 50% off select machines. Um, and that is, we take that percent off and then we put your trade-in credit on top of that so you get the max value out of your trade-in credit even if it's only 25 dollars, we're not gonna take that off and then do 
50% of what that would be, you're losing sure. money that way. So we do try and make it as favorable to you as possible. You had um, that one uh, guy a few years ago yep. you were telling me about uh, who brought in several yep. older computers that he had bought there, and he got it for what, yep. 20, uh, what was it, 25 bucks? No, I think, five our, bucks? I think our record is $5 okay. plus tax. $5. So like five, like 30 or I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I think I mean, it's $5 plus tax. And that is another thing is we do offer trade-in credit, uh, the stack on top of each other. So wow. this gentleman brought in four or five computers, and even if they were only $25 trading credit per computer, that's still you know, $100, $125 at the absolute minimum. And then that is on top of the 50% taken off. So yeah, this gentleman ended up paying, it was like $5 plus tax for one of our higher-end machines wow. that happened to have a good sale on it, and we'll support it moving forward. Extreme so, couponing yeah. to the fullest right there. I mean, And that always works in people's favor if you do that sort of thing, and then in the future, you decide you want to trade in for the latest model that we have available. Sure. We give the 50% trading credit on what the what you brought in would sell for. Wow. So if you paid $5 for it, but we would sell it for $400, We'll give you two hundred dollars trading credit towards the purchase of something else. Wow, so, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, there there are definitely some good ways yeah. that you can do extreme couponing and you can stack these kind of deals together. And uh, it's only these two days, so it's only Friday and it's only Saturday. Um, I'm not sure the exact uh, calendar dates, but it is the week before Thanksgiving, the week before Black Friday itse- itself. It'll be here before you know it. it Whatever sure will be. Man. I mean, it's almost this month's over yep. half over right now. Yeah, so you're I mean, right. And then we've got pretty much just October and then the beginning of November we'll okay. be just making sure all of our ducks are in a row. We've got our care packages set up for our individual stores and we'll have our ja- our new Jacksonville location open by that point as well. So That'll be amazing to have that yeah. too. That We've big- always had the sale at our satellite stores, but uh, just Jacksonville having a much bigger area is going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got, you said plenty of laptops, plenty of desktops, or doing desktops, I should Uh, ask. Yeah, so we've definitely got the physical machines tested. The next main thing is making sure we've got the collection of enough of them that we want to offer these things for for sale. When we offer a deal like this, we sell way more than we typically would. So uh, we've got one machine that we've got about 30 to 33 of the exact model with plenty of machines for parts and repair. We just got to decide if that's one that we want to offer as a sale or not, because it's just such a small number for something like this. Maybe do like for the first... It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. The phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. And we were just kind of talking off air about Apple and the iPhone 14. It got released the other the other day and uh, already problems out of the box. Yeah, you can't use like the iMessage or what was the other one that I said, FaceTime? Yeah, FaceTime yeah. and the iMessage so right the, out the, of the box. The absolute latest iPhone, the brand new one that I think was just released. or Yeah, yeah it was just today, released. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Actually, I think it was yesterday it came out. But yeah. So I can understand things needing like a security update or just uh, just a general usability update if it's been long enough time. But this thing is brand new as of like today. Yeah. And <laughs> these things just don't function. They don't. They, yeah. They start to load and then they just shut themselves down. And it, it, I'm sorry, it's just so silly. It seems yeah. like the general public more and more becoming the quality control right. testing for yeah. not just electronics, but like video games and like just the yeah. wide range of everything. Well, especially when you're spending what 15, I think it's what $1,500 yes. for this phone. <laughs> you, you, 
get a product that works. I mean, yeah. that's that's what's crazy to me. I mean, I'm opening this up and. I can't use my phone. I can't text. Yeah, I can't. imagine opening one of these for Christmas, and you're so excited. You know, a teenager, you're so excited. Yeah. You want to, the first thing you want to do is FaceTime one of your friends and show them, and then you go to hit that button, and it just it just doesn't work. Yeah. And like, you don't understand why it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And then, like, just, I don't know if they would force an update to the phone as soon as the phone is turned on and connect to Wi-Fi, or if you'll have to do some research and find out why it's not working. And, oh, look, it needs some kind of update, and then suddenly these things will work. Yeah, um, it's just one of those... I know, I know they are capable, uh, especially cell phone companies, of forcing an update oh, yeah. to your phone. Yeah. Um, the Samsung That's, 7, I think, is the one. The Galaxy 7 was the one that was, I think, exploding. Oh, yes, in your pocket. Yeah, yeah they the did battery. the recall on those. Yeah. If you didn't send them one, if you were still using it, they forced an update to it that bricked it. That completely and totally shut it down, completely and totally useless, does not do anything at all to prevent the battery from exploding so wow. they could definitely do they could definitely make it so the moment you connect to your wireless at home it automatically updates the phone yeah. and then when it resets these things work for you but it's just the fact that you have to do that is yeah it's just a hassle yeah. the hassle i mean i shouldn't have to worry about that i i bought it it should work yep. and i've been on the story. this radio show for i think it's four or five years at this point and i remember the first like holiday season that i was on the radio show talking about if you're buying playstation or xbox or yeah. any of those gaming components for your children it is recommended to the night before or the week before or something like that just sometimes before, open it, take it out of the box, hook it up, connect it to the internet, download any and all updates that the device will need to make sure that it's fully up to date. And if you have games, sometimes the same things happen with that. So get the game, install oh, yeah. it, make sure it's fully up to date. Nothing will ruin Christmas right. sooner than hooking up your well, PlayStation and needing to spend the next four hours downloading the updates. Also, because everyone else in the world who opened their Christmas present they had the same it, idea yeah, you did. Exactly. So it's everyone's like, trying to download the update at the exact same moment, um, and then it slows it, it slows yep. it down. But then on on the flip side of things too, you know, sometimes people they're not quite sure. You know, they don't know maybe their kid's password to log into their account to get those updates. Yeah. Too. Uh, so sometimes that that is kind of one of the the obstacles, I guess. Yeah. You might I, have. I think uh, from a parenting standpoint, and I have a three-year-old, so sure. this could very this, easily change by the time they're old enough for this to be a factor. Uh, I just think from a parenting standpoint, I would know that information, or at least I would, I would yeah. try to. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, if too. If you have an account that is linked to somewhere sure. on the internet, and you're going to go on the internet and do anything, sure. at least if you're under the age of 18, I'm going to be probably tracking you and making sure you're not doing <laughs> you're anything illegal you're not, not supposed not even, to do. Not even just necessarily that. We talk on here a lot about people who have their credit card linked to their tablet and their oh, toddler yeah. ordered 99 pizzas yeah. from the local pizza place and they show up and I mean 99 what pizzas the? is like I was hungry, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine showing up with that many pizzas in your car and it's not like you can just be like, oops, that was an accident because this is real money that the pizza place is losing if this food doesn't get purchased. So well, you, you would think like an order like that, they would question the order. Maybe. I don't you know. know. I, I mean, I would think as hey, a business. They but, an order. They paid yeah. the amount of money. Yeah, they I paid mean, it. Yeah. True. I know a lot of the times your bank could step in the middle of it beforehand and be like, whoa, this seems like a fraudulent transaction. Um, I mean, I know yeah, I've, I've been on vacation that. in places, yeah, where I'm like in Ohio or something and purchase something and then I go to purchase something else and my card has declined. 
And I call my bank and they're like, oh, we thought it was fraud. So we locked your account. No, I'm doing this. If you don't mind unlocking it. And yeah, I'm like in the middle live checking out. It's kind of embarrassing. Here. Well, yeah, you've ordered, you know, like a $25 pizza at least once a month for the past couple of years. We did think it was a little weird. You spent like $600 on pizza, but we just yeah. thought you were having a party. And then also with the iPhone 2, it's been 10 years since the lightning port yep. hit as well. And, and that's a little mind-blowing to me because I was using the original Yeah, Apple the 30, the 30 yep. pin, I think it was. Yep, I had called. one of the very original uh, iPods. So oh, okay, yeah. Like two gig or even less than that, I don't remember, but one of the real bricks yeah. with the click actual yeah. click yeah. wheel yeah, to it. Yeah, the wheel to it, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And I remember when they updated the cords to this one, how just easy to use it was right. because it can go in either way, whereas the other one needed to fit in a certain direction sure. or it wouldn't fit in all the way. Um, and the bigger the connector is, the easier it is to break something like that. Oh, yeah. So uh, just accidentally setting it down, it could fold that pin over sideways and snap it off into the, the device. So the little tinier lightning cable is much better for that. Yeah, that was that was nice when they came out with it. Yeah. And now I just got a new iPad uh, Mini Six, and it's got the uh, USB C on it. Yep. It doesn't have the it doesn't have the Lightning. And I I thought I ordered some extra cables, and I thought they were Apple branded, and found out they weren't Apple branded, and they didn't work with the. Yeah, that yeah. is unfortunate. If you order it from the Apple Store itself, it should be Apple branded. Um, but we have lightning cables available. Sure. I'm not sure how many more we have, but we should have at least a box or two of six foot long officially oh, for authorized. For five bucks still? Yep, five bucks. Wow. Um, and unfortunately, what you're talking about is something you just have to deal with when purchasing something online. Yeah. They can tell you that it's it'll yeah, work yeah. with Apple products. And that's products, what said. Yeah. And it's the way that they say it is what matters. Like, works with Apple products does not mean it's an officially Apple certified right. device. Yeah, so. I, I misread it. I thought it said yeah. it, it was an Apple product brand and that's why I ordered it and come to find out. And we did the physical hard work of checking the actual schematics, cutting open the little end of the lightning cable, making sure that there's this chip and not some of these other chips. Um, I know a lot of devices have done away with the uh, exclusive connector port. So like the official Apple cable can only be that one and the official Canon ink can only be Canon ink and the official blah, blah, blah can only be this. Uh, And that's mostly because of the chip shortage that's been happening over the past couple of years. So um, I just, I know that they were going to be reducing that sort of stuff where you'd be able to use third party devices on those a lot more. that's why I was kind of surprised because it is, since it is a USB-C yeah. now on that, I was surprised that that cord wouldn't work. Yeah. But it, yet it worked right in my, I have an Android phone and it worked just fine in the Android and phone. So see, it's, and it's specifically just, Apple stuff and it's, it's supposed specific. to be going away from that. Um, I do know that the 14 is the last version that will have the lightning cable right. and then the 15 <laughs> moving forward will have the USB-C. Yep. Um, and that's because of the European Union regulations. Right. Those, those are Affect how what happens here. Yep, they're trying to make it so that pretty much anything electronic that needs a charging port is USB-C. They're trying to yep. make that as. Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. 
Welcome back to the second half of Let's Talk Computers and Internet. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of hacking going on lately. Yep. If and anybody ever wants to ask us questions or even change the subject of what we're talking about, suggest something else, feel free to call in or you can always call me at BLH anytime after the show. Yeah, we talk every single week about hacking and how, I mean, software right. is just, it's never secure. Right. There's always a backdoor. Uh, yep. There are all these major security vulnerabilities that are patched every single solitary week for a plethora of devices and right. softwares, and then they find out about another one. So, I mean, they're just... Well, like the Kias and the Hyundais and now the Teslas this week where yep. where the model, was it Y, I believe it was, is uh, being hacked and they're, those are being yeah. stolen. Yeah, it does and, say that it's a little more sophisticated. It requires two people, but that's not unreasonable to think that there's two criminals, you know, that would be in yeah. cahoots with each other. Yeah. That, hey, we can steal a brand new Model mm-hmm. Y Tesla if you're near the car and I'm near the owner and we somehow trigger its uh, uh, token generator right. for the unlock of the car and we are able to intercept that data and change it to whatever we want or just intercept it and just, just read what it is. Right, and that way program a new new key fob or whatever the yep. case may be in and this. The scariest part to me is that the owner of the Tesla could be completely and totally unaware. Right. Could yeah. have no no way to know in any way, shape, or form. Um, these people could uh, just intercept the right. token so that they are the only people who get it so the owner he, doesn't even know he could be locking his created something. He could be locking his car going into the McDonald's and they've accepted, yep. they've intercepted that. Or if you get some kind of weird email, like if he just got a notice that like, oh, it created a new token for my key fob. That's nothing too serious. I'll just, you know, no big deal. I'll deal with it later. Um, I know I have woken up before and gotten an email from PayPal that was entirely in French. And I was like, well, that's not not good. So go to PayPal's website and try and log in. And my password was corrupt and go through the whatever it takes to reset that. But pay attention to those kind of little, if something is a little weird or a little off, and obviously that was very well, yeah, alarming, that was but, very, yeah. very, very off yeah. there. And then the, well, an article we wanted to talk about last week, we kind of yeah. got sidetracked last week with the phones were ringing. Which is always so, great. Which is great, yes. But we kind of wanted to talk about it where the feds claw back the $30 million of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I thought it was kind of hilarious, actually, that we read the title of the article, which is what you just said there, and then uh, we had phone call after phone call, so we never got to even discuss the article. Um, I want to start out by saying I'm neither uh, pro nor anti-crypto. I can see uses for it. I see how it's used uh, inappropriate in a lot of ways. Um, But this in particular to me, I think this kind of just destroys the entire, all the reasons you would get into cryptocurrency other than just making money. If you're just trying to triple or whatever your money by taking it from someone else, essentially, Um, that's one thing to do. But the federal government realized that the North Korean government stole, it was a bunch of NFTs from a video game. And they, in this article, it's an Ars Technica article that I was reading. And this article, it details the steps that these hackers took to transfer them from NFTs to cryptocurrency to a different cryptocurrency, mixing them about and trying to launder this money. And then eventually 
man, this was sophisticated, extremely sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. And it goes through the steps of everything that, that we're doing. And to me right there, right then and there, that just says that it's completely and totally traceable. Yeah. Absolutely. Every single solitary step that these organizations yeah. took was reversible. Right. Absolutely. Not only that, but we are talking about if what they're saying is correct. If it is the North Korean government, we are talking about a government body of a major country. Right. North Korea might not be one of the biggest countries in the world, but I they are fairly sophisticated as far as technology goes. Oh, yeah. yeah um, they, they're one of, uh, there might be other countries, but I know they are very similar to China and they have what's like the great firewall of China where their internet is almost excluded from the rest of the world as far as just the connectivity goes. So there are ways to connect to the rest of the world from the North Korean internet, but it is very, very far and few in between and it is very heavily scrutinized. So most people aren't going to be able to just connect to the rest of the world and just see what everyone else is doing. So it more than likely was the North Korean government, but they would have, I mean, you have to imagine they would have used a VPN. Yeah, they had to. I they mean, had to have. So they had to have, step one was trying to cover their tracks as far as what they were doing, just connecting to other people's computers and going about the internet. Just the fact we were able to trace it back to them. Right. Proves that VPNs aren't as secure as a lot of people think. So, uh, right. I mean, I've touted on here before. VPNs are a great thing to do to try oh, yeah. and make you anonymous on the Internet. But there is nothing you could do to be 100% anonymous. Oh, it yeah. Is you're going to be traced. impossible at this point. Yeah, yeah. There's somewhere, some way somebody's going to trace you. I mean, you'd have to have a completely clean computer, a completely clean router, a completely clean account attached to that router, and a completely clean account that's going about the internet just for start. And all of that is almost impossible because somebody has to put money down to get the internet. Right. You have to buy the computer somewhere. Right. Yeah. So some somewhere you're going to be traced. Somehow yeah. you can be traced. So they got most of this money back. Um, and to me, that also is a huge, huge uh, issue with right. what we say about cryptocurrency. Um, cryptocurrency yeah. is reliant on the blockchain. And the long and short of what the blockchain is, is uh, every single computer that has cryptocurrency and that is mining, you're just verifying the accounts over and over and over and over and over, and you're making sure that everything is square. We've talked on here before several yeah. years ago that uh, it seems likely that if you own 51% of the computers that are on this blockchain, you can control transactions. So if 51% of the people on this particular blockchain say, you know, Mark gave Mindy $10 uh -huh. and 40 9% say, no, they didn't, and the 49% are correct. It actually didn't happen. But if you own 51% of it and you can make it look like the majority of people are saying this happened, you can reverse transactions. Yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't be. Yep. And it, it, <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot no, no, to say about this article. I just think the fact that uh, the FBI and the U.S. government involved oh. themselves in NFTs from a video game. I think we got a call coming in here. Oh, yeah, let's go take this. Hello. You're on 92.7 WMAY. Hello, caller. In regards to the, you there? Yes. Yeah. In regards to what you guys are saying, with the, I think more or less a quantum computer processor issue when it comes to the Bitcoin hashes and things like that. I would be generally concerned about um, Google saying they got a 256 bit one. This is pretty common that things on the the hidden side are ten times more powerful than that. So I, yeah. I think it would take a couple weeks to crack the encryption on on what we have. 
um, but they, they generally don't tell us the, the truth. I'm not quite sure on the 51% of the computer ownership. But I think they have a lot more capability in terms of encryption breaking than what they tell us and let us on. And uh, it brings up a whole good point with the cryptocurrency and manipulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're completely yeah, correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100%. So, yeah, just uh, cryptocurrency is supposed to be anonymous. It's supposed to be uh, irreversible in a way. Um, but we, the U.S. government getting involved in something like this is, I don't think it bodes well. And like you're saying, uh, anything that we know about, they are more than likely 10 years more advanced in what technology that they do have. Well, and, and there's one other thing. It's, it's in terms of unregulated things, the government likes to ban <laughs> things that aren't regulated. Yeah. And if yes. they can regulate it, they will. But if they can't, it gets banned. And that's um, so one of the main selling points of cryptocurrency is it's supposed to be unregulated. Right. Exactly. And, and, and unregulated to the government means unmanipulated. Yes. Or, yes. Uh, or not being able to. And that's something that they will not allow. Um, uh, and it's just a matter of when are they going to change the perception. I mean, they have kind of said that it's not green anymore. Eventually, they're going to put some sort of different equity or, or uh, you know, where certain groups that have all the money and others don't. But th there is a propaganda towards this coin of, of they're starting to shift negative towards it, and, and owning the coin is a negative thing. So I, I think it is a great thing if it could, if it could stay what it is. But ultimately, like I said, our government loves to ban things that aren't able to be manipulated. Yeah, I think unfortunately you bring something like this that's unregulated into the market and people who prefer it to stay unregulated, they are attracted to it. So they're going to, you know, use it and manipulate it. And I mean, we, we see, I'm not going to name him. Everybody knows who I'm talking about here, but really high level people who just tweet out about a certain cryptocurrency and it skyrockets the value and then they sell all of theirs and it plummets the value and oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's crazy I, I i'm not real me personally i'm not really real familiar with the cryptocurrency yeah. but uh yeah it just the, I do try and stay on top of at least understanding yeah. the cryptocurrency. I don't own any myself. Yeah. Uh, like I was telling you in between the break, I just have a feeling the day that I buy cryptocurrency, <laughs> they're going to go to zero and it's going to be, you know, fire sale and the, the whole thing's going to crash. And I don't know, there are a lot of people who believe that that's not going to happen and it's just going to continue to increase. I think it's already happened. I think uh, now it's just a hang on thing, but eventually the government, the world government even, is going to try to push something. Some sort of, you know, something that they can all jump on board and manipulate together. And that's the exact opposite of what Bitcoin and crypto was meant to be. Yep. Um, so, therefore, that's that's my whole hesitance. The whole thing is I, I like the concept, but uh, greed and humans and, and how much power we've given governments and people over time, um, it's, it's not going to happen. Not freely, at least. Yeah. Without trying to get too political, that's kind of yeah. Yeah, what we're discussing Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, thank well, you for the yeah. Thank you, caller. Yeah. Thank, thank you. For, and if you have any more calls or questions about cryptocurrency or you know Windows, please feel free to call in. Phone lines are open. Two one seven six two nine seventy nine. 70. Yeah, so the the U.S. government reached out to a group. I'm trying to find the name of the group in this article right now, but uh, there's an entire business that is, oh, a chain analysis, I think is what it is. Um, chain analysis, the entire business is based around 
uh, cryptocurrencies and NFTs and trying to make sure that they stay, you know, uh, real and whoever owns them actually owns them and whatnot. And uh, so there's already a business whose entire selling point is making sure all of this stuff stays on the books according to who the... Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. The phone lines are open still, 217-629-7970. And we were talking about hackers, you know, with the Teslas and the cryptocurrency. And the other thing that caught my eye this week was sock puppets. Yeah. Hackers are using sock puppets to try to get your data and... I was, I was just kind of blown away by this. Yeah, not like Muppets or Ventriloquy yeah. or anything like that. Um, I do think this is really cool, actually. Uh, not cool, necessarily, but just uh, the cat and mouse game right. of electronics and software and sort of stuff. I do kind of I do like hearing about ways that, new ways people try and do stuff. We've heard of sock puppets. I mean, that was probably one of the earlier terms of the internet, in all honesty. Just right. somebody who creates a fake account, linked right. to maybe like a fake email address. Uh, this is very interesting. This is, they send an email to you, but they also CC a different fake account and they have a conversation back and forth between the original email that is sent to you and the, the other, other fake account. Yeah. And they're trying to use psychology to make people want to like join in on the conversation. And I just, I think it's great that, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> great is maybe not the correct no, word. No, I'm going to say, I don't think um, great is probably the good word, but... I like psychology. I like this sort interesting. of stuff. It is very interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is very... We were talking about, like, using subliminal messaging and stuff right. like that, and this is just people see an email chain between two people, and they are... They want to join in. They want to join in. Yeah, yeah. they want to... And then one of the things that I mentioned a little bit later is uh, after four or five messages back and forth, one of the people will be like, here, it's in my Google Drive account, and they'll send a link to the Google Drive account and then the password to it. And it's not necessarily an issue for you to go to that Google account and at least log into it and look what it is. Don't download anything because that's how they could get remote right. access to your machine. But uh, if you go to it and you just see a document or two that's looks legitimate, it kind of gives it more uh, right. realness to it. It right. makes you believe it at least a little bit more. It's an actual Google Drive account with a password, so it's shared between private people. You put in the password that was sent between these two correspondents, you're able to log into the account and see documents relating to what these gentlemen are discussing between the two of them. So you at least right. believe it a little bit more and you want right. to join in and discuss whatever it is that they're discussing. Uh, and then they hack you. <laughs> yeah, and then they just I, try and the, collect... Also information, or they try and get you to so yeah, new uh, way to f fish for your data. Yep, yeah, we need we Dang. do need you to verify that you're who we're talking to in the first place. So if you could go ahead and give us your email address and password would be great. And then next thing you know, they're asking yeah. for your bank account information, your social, yep. So all that uh, that stuff. It's, it's just the the whole sock puppet thing. I mean, I think I'm still just kind of blown away by that. Just yep. using that to try to get people's attention. There's so much that people do to try and just get data from you. And right. like, data is such a valuable commodity yeah. at this point in time. We talk on here all the time about all the data that is tracked and everything that goes along Sold. with that. Yep. Uh, one of the ones you sent me was DuckDuckGo and oh. Proton. Oh, yeah. Trying to get... Uh, uh, tech antitrust reform, basically, so saying the large tech companies can't create a monopoly where Amazon only uses Amazon servers and right. only provides Amazon this, that, Data. or whatever. Right. Um, and then let's see, what was, there was another one that a 
really, really good uh, anti-cookie add-on was purchased by oh. um, Avast, and Avast has had issues with people's data breaches before and collecting data that they're not necessarily supposed to. So uh, it's just an add-on that I think it's called I Don't Care About Cookies, and oh. it... Wow. Basically, every website that you go to that says, hey, we use cookies, give us permission or don't, it would automatically select the don't. And even if the people who purchase this, the only data they're getting in any way, shape or form is here's a list of people who automatically say no. And here's a list of people who automatically said yes. Yeah. They want cookies. So that's just that is just a fact about people that they are able to sell. Um, imagine if some hacker was like, hey, we need a group of people who Always don't yeah. read the terms and Conditions, they just scroll down to the bottom, check the checkbox, and click accept. And then now they're legally signed up for something that is probably not all that great for well, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of yeah. scrolling down and not reading everything because, I mean, sometimes those things are like they sure are. wordy, wordy, and wordy. I, I'm certainly not going to say that I read every word for word, but yeah. I definitely go through it and I try and paraphrase most of it. And the sure. sole reason for that is because I don't remember what company it was, but it was like five or six years ago there was a company who put towards the lower middle of their TOS, if you bring section F part 14 to our attention, we give you a check for $1,000. What? Yeah. So for people who were actually reading the terms of service, if you're like, hey, this section F part 14 says you give us $1,000. Hey, cool. You read the terms of service. Here you go. There's wow. your check. Oh, wow. So, yeah, because <laughs> people, nice. yeah, because people like kind of like me. I mean, I like I said, I'm guilty of it yep. scrolling down because I'm like, I don't want to read all this. This is sometimes and it's sometimes it's very confusing. And that's too. more on the psychology that we're talking about. The, the wordier yeah. they make it, the longer they make it, the more difficult they make it to read it. So if you type it out a certain way and put it in a tiny box so that it looks like just a bunch of run ons and it's not formatted very well and it's not in paragraphs and neatly organized. Uh, psychology says most people don't really want to deal with that. So they do. They just kind of just generally look through it, scroll down to the bottom, hit accept, and then now you have given Facebook permission to use your photos for advertising purposes. Right, even though you yeah. don't want Facebook to use your photos for advertising. I've stopped telling my family members this, but for a while I was telling my family members this, that you keep seeing the, there's a post that people will copy and put on their Facebook that says, dear Facebook, I don't give you permission to do this. You're not allowed to, you don't use my photos. They're my legal property, blah, 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 right. blah. Unfortunately, that's nonsense. Yeah. It you doesn't do read anything. the terms of service and you agree you are, to it when yeah. you use, sign up to use their website and seeing as how they're a private entity, if you don't agree to what they say, you're more than welcome to go to another website. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of the way that it works, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I try to at least read and go through those just to make sure that there's nothing too crazy Dude, yeah. or hidden. Um, yeah, well, I should probably do that so <laughs> a little bit. We were also going to talk about the uh, NASA um, launch being uh, delayed again. Yep, their Artemis rocket has been delayed. I think it's been three times at this yes. point, so they are just removing it from the launch pad and they're double, triple checking everything and this is something that like, I would prefer they are 100% certain Oh on. yeah, for sure. They had some kind of gas leak which could create long-term issues obviously, and even though this is supposed to be an unmanned event, right. uh, it's still 
you want to make sure that everything goes according to plan. Well, yeah, you don't want to take you don't want to take any chances with something no. something like that, yeah. you know, failing. Because I mean, I know we were getting kind of excited too to be able to see see it in VR. Well, how yeah. do you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, I'm super excited to watch that in VR. So uh, you can come to BLH Computers, 1832 Stevenson Drive. We will be there until 6 p.m. today. You can always call and ask us any questions. 832 South Main is our current Jacksonville <laughs> location, which will be changing at the end of October. 